The following audio is intended for mature audiences and contains adult content, graphic language, graphic violence, and strong sexual content. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome back to Fedori, everyone. My name is Tony, otherwise known as Slade. I am the dungeon master and the creator of the Dirty 20 podcast. I am here to do something a little bit different than what we're used to because of the fact that I kind of screwed up episode 16. No shit, Sherlock! Had you not gone in and worried about more of the technical difficulties instead of worrying about if Cobalt would suck my dick... We wouldn't have been in this fucking situation the first fucking place. Billy, I swear to God, if you even so much as bring that up again, I promise you I will put you back in the hellhole that I left you in. Well, fuck you too, you worthless piece of shit. Nobody asked you for your opinions anyway. God, we're not even five minutes, not even two minutes into this. And I'm already regretting my decision. <laughs> anyway, so I'm here with Billy. What's up, bitches? And I'm also here with another individual. Uh, say hi, Kovac. Kneel before the master mortals. Really? Did you really have to go there? Like, we're not actually recording an actual episode of the podcast. We're just relaying a narrative of what happened in episode 16. Doesn't matter, bitch. You're still all going to become slaves to the master and bend to his very will. Now shut the fuck up and get ready to go in and tell your fucking narrative, you pathetic, worthless of an excuse of a dungeon master. Okay, then. A little harsh, but okay, then. All right, so, yeah, I'm here with Kovac. He's the other person that is here with us this evening. So, I have Billy Nilly and Kovac. All right, anyway. So, yeah, we had technical difficulties with the episode 16. So, I'm basically going to give you the rundown as to what happened. And these two imbeciles decided to join me and help me out, quote-unquote, with relaying this story. Well, if you hadn't fucked up the first time, we wouldn't have to be helping you tell this story, now would we? And with that, let's go ahead and just get started then. So, uh, last we left off, our three players, Norbit, Rhaegar, and Mouse, all got basically put into a situation to where that they had to escape from a casino that was falling apart because of Rhaegar's long-lost brother by the name of Adam. And uh, they managed to do so. Oh, they managed to get out all right. However, you, on the other hand, barely managed to keep your wits about you. You pathetic, pathetic man. Really, Kovac? Really? Like, I don't even know why I'm calling you Kovac. Kovac's not even your real name. That's just the name that you stole from some dead corpse that was found in a bonus episode. That's not even your real name. 
Like, the fact that I'm having to use that name in order to be secretive about stuff pisses me off, to be quite honest. You're the one who wrote it, dumbass. I was just the one that had to act out the scene. I mean, he's not fucking wrong. Shut, Shut up, Billy. Billy. Anyway, back to what I was saying. So, they managed to escape this casino, and they left the city of Lesery after finding out that they were on the most wanted list after Adam tricked them into basically being framed for the destruction of the city and killing thousands in the meantime. They managed to escape in the cover of night, and it took them roughly about roughly a week to get towards uh heading towards the capital city but after a week they've managed to get halfway to the capital and landed upon the city of azim now in the city they noticed something very odd they noticed that the city was kind of barren it was empty there was not a whole lot of people there um the three of them managed to get to the entranceway and were greeted by a young boy. This boy wanted to know if they were adventurers. Now, Norbit, being Norbit, decided to jump on Pigeon and fly high up into the air, not because of anything spectacular or smart, mostly because of the fact that he just didn't want to have to deal with children. I mean, can you really blame them? I don't like children either. And that's mostly why that you hired me into becoming the, one of the BBEGs. Kurtwag likes Norbert. Norbert enjoys the finer things in life. He likes the preciousest. Now, which one of you two imbeciles decided to let Chief Gertwag make an appearance here? I told you guys not to let him into the studio. He tracks mud in here. Was it me this time, bitch? But I wish I would have thought of it. I kind of like him. He's a funny little thing. Whatever. Anyway, with all of that aside, let's get back into the actual story, please. Like, for Pete's sake. Anyway... Our players manage to go and find this boy. Norbit flies up into the air and turns out that this boy, all he really wanted to know was if these guys were adventurers. Well, they found, uh, they told the boy that yes, they were adventurers. At that same time, that's when that our guest player, known as Andrew from the first watch, made his appearance as the character known as Darman, as a gnome. Uh, he made the character solely on the purpose of basically going to look for his wife and kid in this city. He was under investigation, basically. So he made his way past our players, past the child, to go into the city so that he could figure out if his wife and kid were there. Uh, while our players decided to basically fuck around with this little kid and try to figure out if he was the BBEG, when in all reality, he was just a normal, regular NPC like 90% of my NPCs are, except for Billy and Kovac and Gertwag over here. Uh, unlike them, most of my other NPCs are just regular, normal NPCs, but no... All of my players have phobias of NPCs and doors and slimes and everything else that exists in my world. 
I'm not gonna lie, I still find it funny when you throw that demon door in episode one and Norbit is still terrified of these doors to this day. That was rather funny, but we digress. Anyway, getting back to the story. So, while our players were quote-unquote talking to this kid, our new friend Darman went and found a circus tent, which... In all technicality, Norbit saw it too. He just decided to not explore it when he found it. He just decided to play around with this kid some more. Why, I don't know. But anyway, he did. So did the other two party members. But Darman went and inspected this tent. And come to find out this tent was actually evil. And all retro aspects of everything that you could possibly think of. So he decided to kind of wait it out a little bit. He decided to wait to see what our three party members decided to do once they approached the tent. So when our adventurers finally managed to go inside of the city after the boys showed them how to get there, they get to the tent and go in to inspect the things as Darman did and came to find out, yeah, the tent's evil for whatever reason. Uh, they did, however, not want to enter the tent. Uh, it took a lot of persuading, but they finally came to the conclusion that the best option would be to go in and go inside of the tent and inspect it because this child would not leave them alone otherwise. Uh, and they were offered quite a bit of some of stuff for their compensation, but I digress. They go inside of the tent and inside of this tent is something rather peculiar. There is a stand in the middle of the tent with neon signs around it that simply says Alice's Funhouse. Ooh, tell him about the part where Darwin kicks Rhaegar in the ass after being invisible and shoves him into that cart that's sitting in the middle of the tent. Now, Kovac, you're getting ahead of the game here. You gotta let me go in and relay the rest of the information first before I can actually go in and tell them that part. But, anyway... Yes, so Darwin finally decided to kind of enter into the tent with our players, but he was still not revealing himself just yet. Uh, he wanted to see what the party was going to do. Now, Rhaegar being Rhaegar, kind of refused to go in and touch the thing. Norbit and Mouse, on the other hand, went straight into it without a moment's notice. Uh, but Rhaegar refusing to go into it, Darman didn't want that to basically happen. He didn't want to be the first one to touch it. So what he did was, like Kovac said, he kicked him in the ass and pushed him into the cart and watched him disappear. And then Darman came in afterwards, of course, you know, to, you know, follow the party and whatever he finally did reveal himself at some point during all that too so hey at least there was that at least the party now knows that of his presence quote unquote but yes all of that happened all in one fell swoop darman revealed himself showed him who he was Rhaegar got kicked in the ass got pushed into the cart 
teleported to this other world, which I'm about to explain here in a second. And it was pretty funny. Not gonna lie. Quite hysterical. Rhaegar getting kicked in the ass by a gnome that's a quarter of his size and getting pushed into a cart just because he refused to go and touch it was the funniest part of that entire episode. It's like I keep trying to tell you, Kovac. These short motherfuckers are scary as hell, man. You don't know what they're going to be capable of. Can we get back to the story, please? We're almost done. Like, it wasn't even that long of an episode. Ah, uh, whatever. You take all the fun out of everything anyway. Hurry up with your story. I'm sick and tired of being here anyway. Bitch, I had to cancel a date with my wife just to be here. You can suck it up for at least another five fucking minutes. Shut, Shut up, Billy. Billy. Anyway, so our players all managed to touch this uh, weird-looking uh, trolley with all the neon lights and were transported into a different dimension. Uh, they land into a room where there were two separate doors, one with a blue gate, one with a red gate. In the middle of this room were two people. One of them was a goblin uh, that was a zombified goblin, and the that was also wearing a tuxedo, if I might add. The other one was a humanoid that had no face, had everything else, had ears, had hair, had, was wearing a tux just like the goblin was, just didn't have a face. Now, the goblin was very talkative, while the faceless man paid no mind to any of the players. The goblin simply wanted the players to answer a set of questions. Now, of course, as you all know, our players are not just going to up and answer any question, you know, without asking some questions of their own. So they did so. They asked their questions and come to find out the goblin was very talkative and very honest about what he was saying told the people that he would just wanted to answer, ask some simple questions about like what their name was, uh, where they came from, stuff like that. It's just simple questions that you would see on any questionnaire, right? Sounded suspicious. Well, it was. But our players, including Darman, all managed to answer the questions. And... It was also revealed that the goblin knew some things about each of our players that, quite honestly, he shouldn't have known. Two of these individuals being Rhaegar and Darman, he revealed some things about the two of them that the goblin should not have known about either one of them, but he did. And it was all because of this mysterious figure known as Alice who we don't quite really know who she is just yet. But needless to say, she's the boss of this entire funhouse, quote-unquote. Now, the way that the questions were laid out, it ended up that Rhaegar and Mouse went through the blue portal, while Darman and Norbit went through the red portal. And that's actually where we ended the session at. So the session wasn't all that, you know, extravagant or anything. It was just more the lines of that. I simply wanted to relay a very simplified explanation as to what happened in that episode. And it just so happened that Billy and Kovac were here in the studio with me. So 
They said they wanted to participate. To be quite honest, I was just sitting here in the studio already smoking a joint, and then you happened to walk in and say that you were about to start recording, and I thought it a perfect opportunity to go in and razz you some more, because, let's face it, you're easy to razz. Ain't that the fucking truth? Why do I put up with the two of you? Good luck, appreciate Master. Master gives me Kane. Kane is power! And with that, we're going to end with this short session before- Oh, nope, nope, there he goes. He's already shooting off shit into my studio again. And leaving mud trails everywhere. Why did you guys allow him back in- Okay, whatever, guys. Thank you for those that are listening to this episode. We appreciate it. I got to go. I've got to go clean up this mess that these guys are making before they go in to destroy my studio yet again. Thanks so much, guys. See you in the next episode. Peace out.